1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. We've got a scandal on our hands this week because I've just found out that Damon has been lying about being a New Japan fan for the last 33 years. He's never watched a minute of the product. Mm-hmm. He's been blagging it from day one. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, he's been fired from the Super J Cast. Well, Damon, what do you have to say for yourself? I
0: don't know. What, what brought all this about? I did, I uh, I don't understand uh, what's going on here. I've been I'm being accused. And I would like to know uh, where you got this information from.
1: Uh, Sean Rossap told me. Okay.
0: Well, why would he say something mean like that?
1: I feel that like this is a reference that's flown over your head, Damon. <laughs> oh,
0: it oh, has. Yes. I'm not all caught up. But, see, I don't know. a lot. I get confused. First of all, I get... And, and podcasting and all that. But, uh, yeah... Look, let me just say that there's a little uh, little spot in my heart that's uh I don't I don't necessarily how do I you know I don't give a fuck. Um I there I could count on one hand people that really get under my fucking skin. Really get under my fucking skin and make me enraged. Let me just things things uh, I'm, I'm biting my tongue. I'm biting my tongue, and I'm trying not to. But oh, uh, I'm I'm am I'm a little happy. I'm a little happy with this one because uh, let's just say that little stabs were taken at me personally. And uh, ah, look at where you are now.
1: <laughs> what a spicy start for the Super J-Cast. I love it, Damon. It feels like you've been holding that back oh, for quite. Oh, that time. one's
0: been held in for a long time, and you know it. I'm applauding. This is great stuff. Again, there's not many things that make me really fucking angry. Uh no, I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm happy now because everything it all works out me, in It all works out me. In. Uh
1: all right. <laughs> Let's move on then. Uh I've got something that's going to get you very hot under the collar as well. If this starts the podcast wasn't hot enough, check your WhatsApp. There's going to be a little treat heading your way. Uh, if the (laughs) internet over here will allow me to send it. It's the the 70th birthday of uh, China over here. So big celebrations and lots of internet problems. But there you go. I think it's just sent now. So have a look at that. Um, Tell me what you can see. Oh, my
0: goodness.
1: (laughs) First of all, it was all in Japanese and I was like, I can't read this. How the fuck am I going to read this? And then I see, uh, once again, oh, these are arms. All right. I thought they were... It's biceps. It's the biceps quiz. Have you got the translate feature there? Because it will tell you who the eight people are that you need to match to the pitches of the biceps. Okay, I'm there. I got
0: it. Uh yes. Okay. So one can do I read off the names or or do you want me to uh, do? yeah,
1: you can do. You just give me a, your quick thoughts which wrestlers Oh, those are the names are that could which be number.
0: Oh, I got you now. I, I yes. Understand. Okay. Yeah. Uh one I'm going to say is uh is Tanahashi on this list. I'm going
1: to say one is Tanahashi.
0: I'm going to say two is
1: Honuma? Very tan. Do you want me to tell you as, yeah, yeah, as yeah. you go along? Yeah, yeah, why not? Well, okay, you've got the, the eight people that could be there. So yep. it's the eight people are Sanada, Nakanishi, Ibushi, Okada, Uemura. I think this is supposed to be Yotosuji, Tanahashi, and Jay White. So those are the eight people featured. So. Mm. Okay. A little clue you there.
0: All right, so one, I'm, I'm still sticking with Tanahashi. Two, I'm still sticking with uh, Holm, even though he's not on the list, so he has got to be somebody of us. One is not tan. Tanahashi
1: either, but there you go. You think two is Okada? Uh, I've got the answers here. I know uh, who it is. This is actually tougher than I thought. Uh,
0: J-White. I'm looking for J-White. That's got to be the easy one, right? Five is J-White, right? Five's got to be J-White. Although I'm looking for long, like wet hair. <sighs> all right, so one Tanahashi, two, I'm going to go, oh boy, I don't know. I'll say Okada, three, Sonata, four, hmm, where's Nakanishi? Nakanishi, that's like eight? Let me see. This is real riveting radio. I don't know, two might be. I don't know, Joel. This is really tough. I'm going I'm, I'm to say, if I had all the money in the world, one's got to be Tanahashi.
1: So far, out of the ones you give me, you have zero correct. Fuck Do you want me! you to tell you the right answers? Yes, please. All right, so one is Ibushi, mm. two is Sanada, three is JY, four is Okada, five is Uemura, six is suji uh, seven is Nakanishi, and eight is Tanahashi. So you've been exposed as a fraud yet again. I Damon. am a fucking fraud. Okay, a moment of real catharsis here on the Super J Pass. Mm-hmm. We've all enjoyed that, I'm sure. Uh, speaking of people getting fired, let's move on to the news, which was uh, Dragon Lee and Roosh have been fired by CMLL. So apparently this is due to Dragon Lee taking part in the Battle of Los Angeles with Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, uh, where he would have been featured on the same show as AAA Guys. Uh, and there was a similar situation with Cavanario, who then pulled out of it because he didn't want to uh, upset the CMLL management. But Dragon Lee didn't give a shit so he just went ahead without cmll's permission uh and obviously not supposed to work on the same show as guys like you know penta phoenix etc then uh, roosh for his part announced that he was going independent hours before at ring of honor death before dishonor and then a few hours later we had cmll saying oh no we fired you first and from what i understand cmll are paying wrestlers less who work international dates But for these wrestlers, it's pretty easy for them to find work outside CMLL without them having to take a a cut, without CMLL taking a cut of that money. So there's been a lot of unrest in CMLL following the passing of owner Paco Alonso. From what I hear, the locker room is pretty unhappy. And there's a lot of questions in the air now about Dragon League. Is he still going to be in the Super Junior Tag League with another CMLL guy, as was rumoured? And you'd think CMLR wouldn't be okay with that, but they've got no leverage now with New Japan. No. like For example, if CMLR were to threaten to pull Fantastic Mania, then their talent is going to lose out on a ton of money, and then you might have more wrestlers wanting to quit the company. Uh, Dragon Lee will have to change his name, most likely, because CMLR owned the rights to that. Uh, but from what I hear, this is just the tip of the iceberg. There was a, an excellent podcast done on the com uh lucha Vlog special podcast which i definitely recommend checking that out they did 40 minutes breaking down the whole situation so uh, a lot of questions about this damon a dnmt from discord says uh, this is a question from dean who says he met damon at the new york show right before the delay started what are your guys thoughts on this whole cmll scenario we'll probably be seeing more dragonly in new japan if the reports are right but what about rush so bit of a mess over there in cmll damon
0: yeah yeah, and let me just say, I, 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 he was a great guy, uh, talking to him in, in, uh, in New York. I was a little, I had a couple too many drinks uh, in New York, so I was telling him, I was like, I'm really drunk right now, so I might not be able to, I was like, make sure you post us with questions, because I might not be able to answer right now. He's asking these complex questions. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a shitstorm, right? But here's the thing, from a pure New Japan Pro Wrestling perspective, right, and again, I'm, that's really my point of view in this, um, how – this is not really a devastating thing for New Japan in the sense of, oh, can they go to excursion to Mexico? Okay. I understand that there's some tradition there and I understand the guys like to go there and it's probably a fucking blast. And they do get some creativity to get out and they kind of find themselves in this whole big thing. But, okay, it does not have to be there? I mean what true benefit is that partnership to New Japan? Can I ask that out loud? Like, I know, again, tradition, it's an easy spot, blah, blah, blah. But overall, like, what's the big deal about having that relationship with CMLL? Can anyone help me with that and answer that for me?
1: I'm just assuming it was the talent. You know, they get to have guys coming over for... Best of the Super Juniors, Super Junior okay. Tag League. They get to do the Fantastica Mania. Uh, just the same as it was with ROH. That's what we were told earlier in the year, that basically the main benefit of that relationship was the talent exchange. But um, even in spite of that, you've, we've seen New Japan just basically phasing out that relationship and right. making their own way in the state. So maybe this is the CMLL relationship is going to go the same way. Uh, what I would say, I mean, there's a lot of people who've come at this from the angle of that, oh, now... New Japan can work with, finally they can work with AEW because that CMLL piece has been taken <laughs> off the table which is just spectacularly wrong on many many levels so don't I... hold your breath for that to be happening yeah, like if anything moves, I think you actually said this before, like if
0: anything even remotely slightly moves to the left or the right either way it, it's like it's always this angle of working with AEW I get it it's it. it I,
1: just say that you want Kenny back in New Japan. Right. That's okay. It's okay to want that. Just say I want Kenny Omega back in New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's fine. Can we stop? <laughs> like, right. like you said, just every time anything happens in the wrestling news, like, oh, does this mean New Japan and All Elite can work together? No, it doesn't. It's not going right. to happen. All
0: right. Uh, and here's the thing: the one, the one
1: key to what you were talking about, when
0: especially when the talks of, you talk about the talent exchange again, fantastic Amania side. I mean, we're using a lot of talent, and even. You know, best of the suit for juniors. They do play that that you know kind of middle card. You know, guys who are going to be five hundred or a little bit better. Um, they play that role perfectly, and they're good. Don't get me wrong. But let's 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 be truthful here. The one key to all this, when it comes talent wise, is Dragon Lee, because if he is a free agent, or you know if he is available, I sign him now. You know, I signed him five minutes ago. The ink is not even dry on the contract yet. Um, and 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 New Japan, I would assume, feels the same way in the sense that this is a guy that they were comfortable enough to put their junior their junior title on, right? Um, and if that how fucking
1: great would he be in Lij? Yeah,
0: I mean, look, there's so many different ways you can go with him. I mean, you could chuck him in as, you know, as part of the, you know, the, the hopefully future Shibata stable. Um, you could put in. I mean, him the connections
1: in. there with, with uh, the original Los Ingobernables, given that he is the oh, yeah. brother of Rush. So, yeah. The story's there.
0: Yeah. Um. That, now, that's the only thing that's a little bit iffy from what I understand, is that name. Because uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, I believe, holds the copyright to LIJ and holds the copyright to Los Ingobernables de Japón. Uh but I think Los Ingobernables is trademarked by CMLL. So there is some little gray area of how that might work out. But I don't think CMLL will have, you know, uh, that much to be able to stand on with that, you know. Um, so I kind of think that kind of gets, and I don't think that's an issue. So again, the one, the, the biggest player that I think in this, from a New Japan Pro Wrestling fan standpoint, is Dragon Leg. Lock him down. You know he loves the country. He loves being in Japan. Hey, if he's down, lock him down for a two-year deal, and away you go, right? And instantly, your junior division becomes that much more interesting with the possibility of Hiromu coming back, right? With that, with still will, with even possibilities with, like guys that are on, you know, in the middle of that gray area, that your Shingo I'm looking at specifically, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of possibilities out there. So, um, yeah, I'd lock him down. If the relationship disintegrates from there, okay. The biggest thing that you got to worry about is just that Los Ingobernables name at this point. Everything else, you know, doesn't seem like CMLL has uh, you know is taking care of in house stuff and let them sort all that out. And uh, I'm sure you can send guys on excursions elsewhere. that's that's not going to be that a deal breaker in my mind.
1: Yeah, from what I understand, he's going by the nickname El Toro Rojo, the Red Bull. So that could be what he changes to. But yeah, just sticking with that topic for a moment, I know a lot of people have been asking who could Bushi's partner be in the Super Junior Tag League. There you go. You kill two birds with one stone, put him with Dragon Lee, and there you've got a partner for Bushi, and you don't have to worry about who Dragon Lee's partner is going to be, uh, which I assume was going to be a CMLL guy before. So there you go, New Japan. I'll fix that for you.
0: Yep, all done, sorted for you and and away we go with that so uh, I'm excited, I hope it happens and
1: I truly think it will, let's put it that way Uh, Speaking of new talent, just a little thing here Amazing Red has been added to the roster page on the New Japan website Uh, TJP has his own profile page but it's been hidden on the roster page so if you look at all the list of wrestlers you won't find TJP there but they have made a profile page for him so can we read anything into that? The fact that Amazing Red and TJP have uh, profiles on the roster page.
0: Everybody tries to, right? Everybody, uh, everybody likes to uh, use that as a, uh, as a as a breaking point of where they are, and if they if they have that. I remember Ken. Sheamus is back. He's right. back. He's Shibata. wrestling again. Right, right. That seemed to uh, be rather recent, right? Um, I mean, look, I'm sure it's something. It might just be a placeholder. I mean, that he does wrestle for the promotion. Both those guys had really. They had both had reactions, some better than others. When it comes to the yays and the boos, um, I think you can figure out which one's got the yays and which one's got the boos on this this recent tour. Um, and I think Amazing Red was 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 a highlight of the tour. Um, TJ Pay did did well in the ring, but he apparently he was not well received by none none of the, none of the locations. He got a nice round of boos coming up in each city.
1: But uh, do, do you think he'd be a, a good acquisition, though? I mean, given that? the fact that he is—he's a solid wrestler. I think he's pretty good in the ring. He might be a dickhead in real life, but uh, oh, maybe, maybe we can dust off the my old segment that uh, what was it? Joel brings out the political leanings of wrestlers and calls them dickheads when he disagrees. But uh, putting that to one side, I think TJP would be a good addition to the roster. Put him in—I don't know—Bullet Club, king, so whatever. Lean into the heel stuff. Uh, where he is going to get booed, make the most of that, and I think he'd be a good acquisition. Yeah, talent wise, I think he's he's
0: very good. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, it's it's a it's a slippery slope, right? Um, I don't know if necessarily that, he, like, in two thousand and nineteen, being a real true heel, aside from say Jay White. Um, at least from a North American perspective, the biggest heels seem to be people who people have turned on turned on in um, real life, right? Um, again, it's 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 really just about what the company and 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 how they're comfortable working with and pushing at that, knowing full well that that's why he's getting booed, right? He's getting booed because people don't like him outside of the ring and, and some of the things that maybe he has said or done, um, and that. Again, I feel like that's a little bit of a slippery slope. I mean, you, uh, to me, a company can make decisions on who they hire and who they don't hire based off of that, absolutely, 100%. And I think that they have every right to do that. Uh, on the flip side, again, he is a pro wrestler in the sense that he is very talented and very, very, uh, could, could fit in very well, I think, and, and, and help the promotion. Um, so again... It's it's really that, and if people don't buy tickets, hey, that's really the true indicator. It's not the booze, right? It's when people don't buy, and it's when people don't, you know, spend money on a ticket. That's really when the company feels it. And I hate to be this guy and say this, but that, that's really going to be the common denominator. Like you can boo all you want, but if you really feel that passionately about it. The way that you say, ah, this is not not something that I support or endorse, is unfortunately you can't buy a ticket. That's the only way. Because a pro wrestling company sees the money that it brings in. And again, I'm not saying that TJP is that ticket mover. But, again, if you're unhappy with that, the boos really are a thing that is, is you know, the company hears the boos. And it's like, okay, it's getting a reaction. And we have your money, right? It's when the money stops. That's when uh, you make a true impact on your feelings about New Japan bringing in people like that. Um, and when I say like that, whatever you particularly have a problem with, right? Whether it be, hey, remember Homa. You know, he had his issues. And I remember that being a big deal for like you know, all of like two days. And then people seem to conveniently forget. Um So again, things. if you're not happy with that, the bottom line is is that the only way that you truly make your voice heard is by not spending your money.
1: Well, let's dig into these uh, shows that were stateside then. Uh, You attended all three. So first of all, I've just got a few overarching questions about the, the three shows. Which wrestlers got the biggest responses? Because this was a a discussion that was going on in the uh, Voices of Wrestling Slack. A few people who went to that. um, I think it was John Carroll who was speculating that they thought Hiroshi Tanahashi felt more over, possibly as a result of him having that G1 win and the big Wrestle Kingdom main event win that, returning to the states after that people now sort of appreciating him as a, a big deal so tanahashi was one person that was noted to have a, a bigger response than they had done in previous years in the states but um yeah which wrestlers were getting the biggest responses tanahashi closed philly closed lowell
0: and he did the whole guitar thing in lowell and everybody ate it up um it was no, I think the people that were there. I don't necessarily think it was. Oh, he's he has a brighter spotlight. I think they knew who they were seeing as being one of the uh, one of three top guys in New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, consistently throughout the years that they've watched on television and and the marquee spotlight matches that he's been in. So, I think that was a lot of that was respect, and a lot of that was hey, look, a lot of for that. I kept hearing, especially in Lowell, was, oh, my God, I can't believe that this company is here, right? You know, this is not a place that anyone really expected them to run a true-to-life true, to, true to life New Japan pro wrestling event. Tanahashi, absolutely. Uh, Naito, absolutely. Loudest pops. Um, Okada in New York and, 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 and Lowell, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of people that might be outside. Everybody was over, right? There was nobody that was like, "Ugh," you know what I mean? Like every, from Young Lions to Goto. Listen, even Yoshihashi was getting cheered. He was, he was um, Sonata. Even in Philly, Sonata was very loud. Um, no one, no one came out lukewarm, Joel. It, it, that's what made it really fun. Lance Archer. You know, people loved, but the loudest. Yeah, I'd had to go Naito, Tanahashi, Okada. You know, when he wasn't in, you know, he wasn't in Philly, and I guess like my wild dark horse might be Sonata. um, Overall, I mean, he was he he got loud cheers.
1: And what about merchandise? What did you notice from looking around at the sort of T-shirts you were seeing in the crowds? Because typically in these uh, stateside New Japan shows, we have seen a lot of Bullet Club t-shirts. Is it mainly Bullet Club as it was before? Uh, Again, John made the point that uh, they noticed fewer Bullet Club fans than, for example, RO8 shows, lots of LIJ shirts, lots of general New Japan shirts that maybe the the remaining New Japan hardcore fans love guys like Okada, Naito, Tanahashi and are falling in line maybe more with the, the Japanese fans' tastes. That most of the Bullet Club shirt wearers might have m- migrated to AEW. So, did you notice anything merchandise-wise at the sort of t-shirts people were wearing?
0: Um, if that's a barometer, um, I mean, listen, you had your share of Bullet Club t-shirts, and we say that in a, in, in in a in a way that I, I mean, you know what we're trying to get at, right? Um, I, I'm not going to go so far as to say fair weather, right? Because there were there were Bullet Club t-shirt wearers, right? That I don't know. You kind of could tell that, you know, look, if you, I, I, I hate people who would do this, but you know, you took them aside and you'd be, name me five bottle Club members. Well, guess what? I, I really feel like those people could be like, oh yeah, no problem. And, you know, and probably throw out like a Hickaleo just for a fucking rib just to shove it in your face. Um, so yeah, that,
1: a week ago, Damon, I was waxing lyrical about how much I love Jay White. So I'm not uh, denigrating Bullet Club right. fans at all here. It was just uh, an observation about t-shirts.
0: Right, right. Um, look, look, plenty of switchblade, right? Uh, t-shirts, plenty of LIJ stuff, right? But it was a mix. I mean, you would see somebody walking down, you know, down, you're getting a beer and you see somebody with a a Goto shirt or, you know, you see somebody with a Taguchi t-shirt. Um, so it was a whole big mix. Um, you know, you had, you had plenty of Ibushi stuff. I think overall your LIJ merch, your, your Bullet Club merch, you saw a lot, um, I would probably say those two were probably the 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 the, the most. Um maybe followed by mm, boy, I mean there's probably just a million third place. You saw everybody represented. Um I mean old and new. I mean you saw older t-shirts, you know, you know, older style t-shirts. Um I saw somebody wearing a, a Nakanishi t shirt. So um you had a big, big, big mix. So I I thought the crowds were great overall, all three nights. Uh, If this is our core audience and this is who, you know, this is our wheelhouse, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I think everybody was smart and everybody knew what was going on. And they appreciated the fact they were getting a true New Japan show.
1: And how about the gender balance? Because New Japan in Japan is famous for having a, an almost 50-50 split with men and women attending. Did you feel that there were more women in attendance with these New Japan shows than there might typically have been for other wrestling promotions in the same part of the country?
0: Uh, 100%. I really do. Um, and I think that is a great thing. Seriously. It's, it's, it's unbelievably refreshing. Again, I always tell the story of 80s and 90s pro wrestling where, man, you couldn't bring your girlfriend to these shows. You know, man, you just couldn't. Or somebody somebody that you were dating, you know, and they're not really a wrestling fan, you would drag them there. And it would just be like, oh, I'm, I'm not getting laid tonight. <laughs> right? This is going to be an uphill battle. Uh, and, but I've met, you know, so many people that, you know. And here's the thing, too. Uh, here's, here's really where the difference is. I'll tell you flat out. I met girls bringing their boyfriends for the first time, right? To me, that is a true indicator of how New Japan has helped turn the corner in this. Um, where the you know the boy, I mean the boyfriend, the first pro wrestling event, um, and 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 that never would happen. Um, I would not say it was 50-50. but Joel, for for this weekend, uh, look there, there. Look to me, a, a person who's gone to plenty of pro wrestling shows there were a lot and it was a, it was a noticeable and that's a good thing. And it, and here's the thing again, back in the day, you would all hear, uh, oh, you, we know I, you know, you're here or, you know, and it would be that stereotype. Oh, they're, you know, trying to hook up with, with wrestlers or whatever. And here's the thing. If you're a girl going to a pro wrestling show and that's, that's, you know, you want to like, here's the thing. If you want to go there and you want to like everything and be a fan and, and follow the product. Awesome. And then for some reason you wind up fucking one of them. More power to you. Good for you, honestly. Right? Good for you. But that—that you know, that was the thing
1: back in the day. Of, uh, of and Spider if you and do, Aaron. please get in touch with us. Slide yeah, into our DMs because <laughs> we want all the details. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we really do.
0: Um, but with that said, you know that was the thing. That's why they were there. But that's not the case anymore. They're fans, and they and they know the product. And I'm talking like like that's that's a revelation and that's a, a surprise. But. It, it's not it, it's not necessarily a surprise it's just refreshing you know what i mean like it's just refreshing it's re- it's really look from from if if i'm new japan i got to be honest with you i'm sitting there saying hey your money is just as green as anybody else you know there's no reason why so i'm i'm 100% for go, go. it was a great noticeable time i wouldn't say 50-50 but um, that that gap is getting closer and closer every single week
1: Can you talk to us a bit about the meetups, please, and Mm. the people you were hanging out with? Uh, Any funny stories for us? Any shout outs? What shenanigans did you get up to?
0: It's crazy. Um, So many. I mean, like, uh, you know, I get to the bar, I got to the bar a little bit early. In Lowell, and uh, so I was just tr- kind of drinking by myself. And then next thing you know, like everybody's here. Like it just seemed like Andrew Rich brought the party because the minute he came, it was like everybody else came. Uh, Matt, uh, I talked to up there in in uh, in, in Boston, a great guy. Uh, and then this guy Dallas comes up, and he's talking about how gr- you know great the show is, and how much he appreciates it. And it was just, you know, you just get a lot of that, and it's, you know. You just you just appreciate it so much, you know. Like, you know, I'm sitting in my office right now, and and people are eventually going to listen to this, and that's just a crazy thing to me. So to have people come up and talk about that, New York was awesome. John Carroll did a great job. I kept telling him the problem was when I got there. what well, so I drove down from Boston that night, and then uh, shot right down straight to New York. Um, Estevan. The great Estevan uh, was the guy who hooked me up with the ticket um, the night before. He's like, I got an extra. you know, I can't make it. Here you go. So big shout out to him for hooking me up to get in. But John Carroll did a great job. Uh, we went to this place, Pioneers. But the problem was I get in there, and uh, no beer whatsoever, Joel. Um, all their taps were down, like their, the nitrous or whatever, the, however, the CO2, whatever it is, all down. So I'm just starting out with three Jack and Cokes. And now I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. So <laughs> I'm doing the old. You did a great job, John. <laughs> this is all you, man. Uh, and then Dallas came down with his girlfriend, um, who was adorable, by the way. I mean, uh, all right, look, uh, she's stunning, stunning, Joel. I gotta, I gotta what apps. I'm, I'm sorry, this is embarrassing, and I don't mean to uh, share pictures online, but I gotta, I gotta send you this, Joe. Um, how? Like, just what a cute couple! Like, I kept saying, I was like, You two are unbelievable. And uh, this was her first pro wrestling show, from what I understand, or maybe a second, um, since they were uh, jading. Uh, let's see here, I gotta get, I gotta get here. Uh-huh. One second, Joel. Coming soon, let's send that away. There we are. But so nice, right? Both of them were great. Um, Philly was tremendous. Toll Man Joe was, was rocking. Um, the, the owners told me that it was the most profitable Sunday afternoon, non-eagle Sunday afternoon that they've had in months. Um, so we had a lot of people, uh, everybody was having a great time and then we get to the show. So again, Andrew, rich, great, Matt, great. Um, I shared an Uber with a, with a, with a dude, I forget his name, but he was funny as fuck. Uh, my God, there's so many, again, Dallas and, 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 and his girlfriend, um, Oh my God! There's so many. Uh, Peter, this guy's Peter, uh, who was at one of the meetups. A nice guy. Um, Can I oh read man. out
1: the the, the post he put oh, in the yeah. Discord? I don't want to embarrass you, That's I but I do want to read it out because well,
0: I started. I, I, <laughs> you,
1: you know, you, I started off with ahead. with a, a madman rant, Joel. So
0: why not? I know.
1: I, <laughs> I, I want to say this is important to juxtapose <laughs> the really vitriolic. Bow you were spewing at the beginning of this episode with this message from Peter. So he says uh, even if it's not read, I need to post this Hope it gets passed on because it's important. I went to the Philly New Japan show. I almost didn't go to the meetup because I'm terribly shy when I first meet people. And the thought of going to the show alone filled me with anxiety. My girlfriend told me I should go, so I did. I met Damon and I told him I was shy. He then took it upon himself to sit and talk with me, show me pics of different wrestling events he's gone to. He even bought me my first Guinness. He introduced me to real hero Eric. I felt so much more comfortable and like I was going to the show with friends. No matter what happens, I won't forget this. Damon is a stand-up guy. Thank you for helping me enjoy my first New Japan show.
0: Yeah, that's pretty nice, wasn't it? Uh, he was a good guy. And and yeah, I mean, look, because here's the thing. D- don't think that, like, I'm, I'm not sitting in my car, you know, 15 minutes before I gotta get, get into this thing thinking, you know, if I just say I'm sick and just not show up, who's gonna care? <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, me, uh, me too. You know, uh, I'm exactly the same. I mean? I'm terrified of parties, terrified yeah. of meeting new people, and I'm sure we're not alone in that. So if you are <laughs> one of us, I don't. Don't be yeah. scared. We're, yeah, don't we're think nice. we're, we're all in it together.
0: Yeah, that's exa- exactly it, right? Don't think I'm fucking Superman, like ready. You know, that's you know. So, and I let him know that. You know, I was like, you know, I, I. The hardest part was walking through the doors, right? It always is, uh, but then you get there, and again, I've been in that situation where you're kind of just the the, the the dude sitting at the table, and you you know you're having a good time and all, but you kind of want to be led to the pool a little bit, you know, you don't, you're not ready to take off your shirt and jump in the pool. You might want to dip your toes in, right. It's just in, and you're, you're good from afar, but maybe you want to get a little bit closer in. Um, and I noticed that like, cause I'm that guy. I trust me, I've been there many times. So to have someone I feel to kind of ease into the pool, um, is helpful, right. It kind of helps that process. Um, so yeah, that meant a lot to me. That post, that was really, really cool. Um, and I'm glad. I'm glad the girlfriend was able to talk to him in a way that that he could connect with. Right? He had. Here's the thing. I'm so happy he had somebody that got him in the car and said, "You know what, dude, go. Trust me." And he, then he had enough trust in her to be like, "Okay, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go." And then pulling in the lot. Taking a deep breath and being like, okay, let's fucking do this. And go, get opening the door was the hardest thing. Um, so, yeah, just to spend some time. He's a fun guy and he had his first Guinness, right? Um, so, that meant more to me than just about anything the entire weekend. So, um, I'm glad. And, and you know, a lot of people come up when, when we're in Tokyo and do that. And Tokyo is a hard thing, it's not an easy thing for people to do. It's not always about the money, it's about. The everything else that's involved in it, the mental, to do that, and for some people, it's very difficult. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're one of those people that are going to Tokyo, by all means, you know, Joel and I are, uh, we welcome you with open arms. So, um, if, if you're on the fence, join in. It's lots of fun, and uh, we, I, I try to do that. And sometimes it's hard because you're pulled in five different directions, and you're trying to make everyone do that, and it's exhausting. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm fucking exhausted. But, like, that post makes it all worth it. So, awesome job, everyone. It was a great weekend. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry if I didn't mention you by name, but if you if we talked, you know you made a connection with me. So, whew, thumbs up all the way.
1: Now, I haven't seen all of these shows. I saw the one that was televised. I saw the uh, the Hammerstein show. But uh, the others I'm going to be leaning on you for. So, how do you want to do this, Damien? Should we discuss them show by show? Yeah,
0: yeah I think we can do that. So,
1: Let's start with the uh, show that was on Friday in the Lowell Memorial Auditorium. I don't know if you want to go match by match or you want to just talk about the key matches or overall thoughts. This was the show where the top two matches, we had the IWGP Tag Team Championship match with Tangaloa Tamatonga defeating Shoyan in 60 minutes 43. Uh, main event, six-man tag with Tanahashi Ibushi Okada defeating Naito Evil Sanada. So how do you want to approach this, Damon?
0: Well, I'll g- I can give you some... Top-level thoughts, and then as we go along, I'll, I'll be able to pick apart each show and, and the things that I vividly remember. I don't think every intricate detail needs to be discussed, but to me, the first show on paper sounded the sexiest, and I think the first show delivered above New York and and Philly right from a show perspective. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I, th- I think everything – nothing was earth-shattering. I don't think you got to go run out and get a bootleg copy of this and see this immediately. Um, but I thought everything was good, at, at least good. A couple things were really good, um, and some things, while it wasn't, I won't go so far as to say a disappointment. I thought it could be better. Um, I thought the tag match was it turned into a style of GOD match that you know you kind of didn't want in the sense of you're kind of hoping for that sprint. And it's second, you know, it's a semi-main event. They're going to give it a little bit more time. But the more time I feel like you give G.O.D., the more opportunity you have to find the weaknesses. Um, and this was kind of one of those. Um, it was not a terrible match. It wasn't a bad match. It was a good match. Um, And at and it spots, it was really good. I just think it went a little long. And again, it kind of shows some of the glaring weaknesses in G.O.D., um, where they kind of get hidden the quicker they go. Um, Main event, I thought delivered. Really strong. I mean, it would be your typical row two main event, strong. With a finish, you know, again, you're, you're talking, the finish was Tanahashi pinning Naito clean as a sheep. Again, and We did get
1: a question about that. Bro, Brody Nash says, what did you make of the ending? It shocked the people I was sitting with. It seemed to be rushed and out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was like a Destino that didn't quite hit. Um, and again, Tanahashi was supposed to block it. or But it looked a little weird. Then he went for it again. And then it was like a roll-up. Boom. Pin. Um, and again, this is a company that has absolutely no problems. Zero problems pulling referees out during a two-count or ball shots or some fucking misdirection where maybe you get a banana peel win. This was clean. And, yeah, there were people that were like, again, maybe you didn't necessarily, you know, if you do the math, you can't pin Evil now. You can't pin Sonata now. You may, you know, you can't pin abushi Are there things that, you know, down the road you can't fucking do because – or you can't do because of down the road, but boy, oh boy, it did shock a lot of people. It did shock a lot of people that it was it was done in that fashion, and and it felt like LIG were LiJ were like pew, out the door, <laughs> you know, you know, they did the, the, like one two three, whoop out, and then Tanahashi did his whole uh, guitar thing. So that was probably the biggest shock for me of the weekend was just the the emphaticness. It, again, it wasn't a high fly flow, mind you, but. Man, it just felt like, wow, they just did that. And again, I'm not going to go so far as to say a burial. But it was, I was like, wow, they, they clean as a sheet. One, two, three.
1: I would like also your thoughts on the fourth match, which was Jado and Chase Owens defeating Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton. What was Look, that like? It was cool.
0: I'm not going to lie. It was cool. Uh, as a guy who grew up going to shows and having rock and roll's headline many times. Midnights Arn and Tully uh Nikita and Ivan, you know you kinda you saw all that, so to see them come out and got a big pop uh they came out to rock and Rolls king the e l o song that they came out to back in the day, which was nice, I'm sure it'll be edited, copyright issues it was nice, you know, and they look good I mean they gotta be I don't even know how old they are right now, but they gotta be pushing at least mid fifties, I would think, right. You figure Ricky Morton's been wrestling since late seventies. Um, and even when he was doing rock and roll express gimmick, you know, you're trying to, g- it's kind of like the Kota obushi thing where everybody thinks he's 20. Uh, Ricky Morton at the time when he was doing rock and roll was probably in his thirties, early thirties. Uh, so he wasn't a spring chicken, uh, but it was good. He did a dive. He did a you know, a dive through the ropes. He did it all three nights of Ricky Morton. Uh no. Nah, it was good. Then everybody everybody knew who they were. It wasn't like they were, you know, you heard whispers of who the fuck are these guys? Uh they knew. Everybody knew. So I thought I thought they were they were stars all three nights. You got your triple drop kick in New York, right? You got your triple drop kick in New York for from with Tanahashi. Uh and then they they closed Philly. Him, Tanahashi, or they, you know those two in Tanahashi. Closed out Philly. They were uh they were they were uh last in ring. So I think they were over the entire tour. I don't think you're gonna see them in World Tag League. That would be insane. I don't know if I want that. Would you want them in World Tag League, Joel? Uh
1: I'm not gonna watch it anyway, so it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> I,
0: guess I guess that's that. Uh I don't know if they, I they could that.
1: just say they were in it. Right, <laughs> no right. one's watching. Okay, and we just take their word for it. Yeah, yeah, oh, the yeah they got uh, three wins and uh, seven losses, <laughs> <Yeah>. and they... <laughs> okay, we we'll just sure, we'll just, yeah, we'll just fall behind. Of ah, they were all right; they did good.
0: I <laughs> watch a match. They were all right, um, no, I don't know if I want them. I oh, tell you
1: what, I, I would love to see Rock and Roll Express against Tenkozi. That would be a lot of fun, I think. Mm.
0: That'd be uh, hopefully it's nice and short we don't need that, that we don't need that to go over 10 but they were good rock and roll was great and again they it felt like they were a little bit shocked of again it's not like they're wrestling in in um Kobe uh or Fukuoka where they got this reaction i mean they got this reaction on the east coast where they've been plenty of times but you know i think even they were shocked a little bit at how over they were you know and how and what kind of reception they got so uh, you know what, you know, in the high, you know, everybody kind of saw that at first and was like, wow, this is a weird thing. Fucking Rock and Roll Express on a New Japan show. Ah, it worked, I really think, and everybody enjoyed it, and I don't think anybody was there like, what the fuck is this shit? No, nope, that doesn't happen here.
1: Okay, let's move on to the next one, which was Saturday at the Hammerstein Ballroom, and I guess the first thing we need to talk about is the delay for the yeah. show, yeah. because uh, I woke up and... Saw just a lot of people complaining. There were some problems going on. And PW Insider was reporting, uh, well, I'm just reading off their website here. So uh, New Japan's Vice President Rocky Romero came out and apologized to the crowd for the technical issues, tossed t-shirts to the crowd. Romero asked the fans to bear with them, promised to rock. New York City with tonight's show. Based on numerous sources here's the problem. The ambulance court that the Hammerstein Ballroom uses for all their events and used last night for a concert did not show up as scheduled. The belief originally was that the ambulance was stuck in traffic but when the venue called the ambulance company they were told that the ambulance company received a phone call this morning telling them tonight's show was cancelled and therefore they were not needed and were now not available. Someone involved in the show was able to scramble and get F NY ambulance to come to the show and FDNY offered to remain until the show could get another ambulance to take their place however we're told that New York State rules would not allow that and everyone is working on getting another ambulance there so hearing lots of different stories some people accusing sabotage <laughs> you know like Vince McMahon calling in or uh, disgruntled employees or people from other companies uh, some people saying New Japan just forgot and it's their own fault some people would think that it's just a smokescreen and there was some other reason at play. So talk to us about that situation, please, <laughs> Damon. Right. So it was uncomfortable the more it went on
0: because this is a company that prides itself. And it's funny because we were at the the meetup in New York and uh, we were talking and I was like, you know, seven o'clock start. Make sure you get there. You know, there's going to be a line outside Hammerstein. And again, it's a couple of blocks away, traffic, all that stuff. You know, but I was like, we got to leave because it's. They start whoop like clockwork. You're going to hear that Emerson, Emerson, Lake and Powell. I always want to say Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Um, You know, they're going to start, hit the lights, and away we go. It didn't happen. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe they're accounting for the traditionally late New York crowd. Um, and they weren't. They kept going and going, and people were kind of squirming in their seats and shit so i'm like well what the fuck um they turn on the house lights after a certain point uh we had uh new japan officials copping in the ring trying to make an apology
1: and- that was i saw a video footage of that that was really uncomfortable the poor it guy was. looked like he was close to tears
0: yeah it was and and if, you know listen I, as much as i'm putting over our crowds there were pockets of people that were booing the poor guy. And I'm like, all right, look, come on. Not, not now. I I know, I know you're a New Yorker, right? I know, I know we're quick with the booze, but let hold off on this one. And then Rocky got in, tried to save the day. Rocky Romero, uh, again, tried to save the day with getting on the mic and, you know, getting the crowd, you know, come on, stay behind us, stay here. We're we're dealing with this. Here's a couple free t-shirts we're going to chuck out in the crowd, but, you know, China just kind of, you know, hang in there, hang in there. So then I went downstairs. I was up top. I went downstairs. I was like, all right, let me see. And I'm getting texts at the time. Um, and I was talking to some people as I went downstairs, and uh, I went up to where their production place was because I was. It was being told. Nothing was really talked about when it came about ambulance. What was being talked in-house was production. They kept saying production, production, production. Like, they're not saying anything about any type of delay. Everything's used as production issues, production issues, production issues. So I was like, all right, well, let's go fucking find out. Let's do a little investigative reporting. So I go down there, um, and uh, there were some people behind the the barricades and grabbed one of them, and I was like, you know, the delays the ambulance or production and uh, production. I was like, okay. And then I go, Is is this is this sh-? and maybe it was um it, it was loud. I will we'll say this. I was like, is this show gonna happen? And I got a shake of the head, no. And I was like, Really? And he goes, No. Might not. And I was like, Wow. So I'm like, all right. So then that's what I, I and again I didn't tweak this out. Didn't even you know? Mention. I just mentioned it to, to people, a couple of people in our Slack. I said I don't think this show is going to happen. So we waited and waited. Um, and and probably five minutes after I sent out that that uh, Discord message, um, to a couple of people, the house lights went down, and I looked. I was standing next to a guy who listened to our show. Um, and he's like, I've never been so happy to hear you wrong. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because we were talking. About I was like, I'm just, I'm hearing it. You know, I was like, yeah, me too. So we went back up. And then once they started their way, they went um, ambulance. Look, I'm going to be honest. I don't know for sure what the ambulance situation was. It feels to me. And again, I could be dead wrong. This is me speculating. I don't, I don't think it was a sabotage thing. I don't think anybody called the arena to say, fuck you. I think it was a, I think they overlooked it. I really do. I think somebody fucked up. They didn't know or whatever the case may be and it wasn't ordered and, and, and that's that, right? That's what, it, that's the way it feels to me. And people are trying to, you know, kind of do some smoke and mirrors. I think somebody just fucking forgot. And if that's the case, all right, we started late. No harm, no foul. Everybody got home on time. Um, nothing to worry about. But, at the time, it was a, there was about a five ten minute panic mode where I'm like, right, I got to do I let people know that I just heard this isn't going to happen. Um, but luckily, I was like, all right, let's f- wait on that. And then, and then, like I said, five ten minutes later, they turned off the lights and we were ready to go.
1: Yeah, speaking about the lights, we got a question from. Uh at Razor underscore Nathan on Twitter was the NYC show, the worst Hammerstein ballroom has ever looked seriously would have made for much better viewing with the house lights on that show looked nocturnal at best. It was a bit of a strange decision to have the lights off because it, it just looked like a generic arena, which kind of takes away from the specialness of the Hammerstein ballroom.
0: Yeah, it was packed. I mean, that's a building where you wouldn't have the lights on live. It really didn't impact live. It looked fine. Um, you didn't really notice. I don't know how it, sh- it looked over the over the airwaves. Um, did it look dark? Did it just look? Uh, did it look
1: empty? It didn't look empty. It was just dark. Like if you just turned turned it on, you wouldn't be able to instantly recognize. Oh, that's the hammerstone Ballroom, hmm. and that is something that we're used to seeing Anytime other wrestling companies are on there. Then it's instantly recognizable because they got the lights on,
0: right? Yeah, I don't know why they would do that. I don't know. I, I, I don't have an answer for that. Maybe we can find out. But um, I would think that would be a, a, a place for that you want to show off. It was sold out. It was packed. Uh, I mean, there were a couple chairs here and there that were available. But overall, I mean, it, it, it was a packed house. Um, that's something that you would want to show off. I, that's disappointing to hear that it didn't translate very well over the airwaves. Hmm, lost opportunity there.
1: In terms of the matches themselves, I I don't have a great deal to say about them because it was it was like a row two show. Um, So you you stop me if you've got any hot takes about any of the following: TJP defeating Renarita, Lance Archer defeating Carl Fredericks, uh, Mikey Nichols and Juice Robinson defeating Alex Coglin and Clark Connors, Show Yo and Rocky losing to Jado Tangler and Tamatonga. So those four matches, anything jump out at you?
0: I like Lance and and Carl. I thought all the young lions did really well. Um, I mean, and again, they're young lions matches, but they're always solid and they're always really good. Uh, I liked that match. Um, yeah, this, like I said, this one, I think. I don't. I wanted to say anything was necessarily rushed, but man, the time in between people leaving the ring and new music hit, they were like, get in and get out. I mean, again, we were an hour and a half late, and here's the problem in the city is that people have trains. You know, like, like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock is the last train that you can get on a lot of these lines getting to, say, like Jersey, right, if you were taking the train. So, um, you know, there was concern that, you know, you're starting an hour and a half late. So it, it to me, they weren't super rushed, but they felt like they were quick. And maybe if, if some of those were given just a smidge more time, it would have been better. Nothing stunk. But nothing was outstandingly great. It was it was road to work rate going on in New York City.
1: We have a question about Lance Archer. Atom A says, where does New Japan go with Lance Archer from here? He seems over in every building and is incredibly fun to watch. Personally, if Juice regains the US title, I think Juice versus Archer could make for an excellent feud. Thoughts? That's one thing that did occur to me, Damon, as we were watching the destruction shows in Japan, that there was no Lance Archer at all. And I was hoping that they might have uh, leveraged the momentum that he got uh, after the G1 into uh, a meaningful feud. You know, even just a little mid-card thing. But we didn't get that. So what do you think about the prospects of Lance Hart moving forward?
0: I'll tell you what. They they had him out at tables, right? Um, Selling autographs, selling pictures. There's something that's changed in him in in the past 3 years and it's like post back surgery Lance Archer. He something has improved in him and I don't know if that's just a like he's been in this business forever. He's been in this business a long time. There's something that's changed in him and I don't know if that's a confidence or in uh, or a um again when a promotion has your back and is looking to do things with you and and hopefully taking advantage of what he's been able to grow during G1. Like, he just seemed like he had an aura about him, right? And again, Goto's out there and Ishii's out there. and But man, there was just something about Lance Archer where it was just like, man, he stuck out like a sore thumb. Like, people... like It's not like people didn't know who Lance Archer was going to this show, but man, like, he just had, like, people around him with an aura um, more than anybody else. And I mentioned that to a couple people. And they're like, yeah, he looks good. So again, post surgery, post back surgery, Lance. He's found his groove. Good for him. I hope they do something with him, Joel. I could see I could see a nice little program with, with juice. I think that'd be fun. I think that'd be I think everybody would enjoy that. Um you know, if they don't do
1: anything with him, I can think of other companies that would.
0: Oh yeah. The, yeah. Look, they can't blow this one. They, they really have something under the un, under the under, under their thumb that they could take advantage of, and again, now's the time to kind of do it. You would think, right? You know, pre Wrestle Kingdom, where there's plenty of space in there to, you know, get some guys over. That'd be a, that'd be a nice idea. I mean, they got them. They got him, They got a star. I hope they don't fucking blow it, because yeah, could he could very easily walk somewhere else and 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 do pretty well for himself, I would think. Again, his age. And and maybe some of the injuries might be the thing that holds him back going too far elsewhere. But he's doing everything positive in my mind. Like, he looked like a fucking star. So,
1: better do something. And the fifth match of the show, which was my match of the night, was uh, Robert Gibson, Ricky Morton, Hiroshi Tanahashi, defeating Bushi, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsuya Naito. Which yeah. is <laughs> what? A fun match this was. And Twilight Zone moments, Damon, where it was a uh, Will Henderson tweeted this out. Ricky Morton doing a tope suicida onto Shingo Takagi with Tanahashi holding the ropes open in a New Japan ring in 2019 in the Hammerstein Ballroom. What is going on? What What weird timeline are we living in, Damon? I know
0: it. I know it. You know, I'm I'm, I'm thinking back. That might have been the first time Rock and Roll Express have wrestled in that building. It might have been the first time they have. I'm sure, I'm really trying to rack my brain. Like, who would they have worked for that would have run that building? Because traditionally, that's been you know Ring of Honor and and WWE that have run that that building. So I'm thinking pff, maybe that one time when you know they had like NWA stuff going on with you know the new Midnight Express and Dan Severn and, and Cornette doing the stuff with WWE. I can't think of another time where they would possibly be working that cuz I don't think NWA ever ran that building. Um I could be wrong. I don't think so. So that might have been the first time they worked that building. I'd be curious to find out. Somebody's got to look that up for me. Um Yeah, it was a surreal moment checking off all those boxes. You know, all the people <laughs> that you mentioned and this scenario that's happening in the in the year 2019 of our Lord. That's a weird time. Good time. Yeah, I don't think that went I don't think that went past a lot of people. They were like, "Holy shit, this
1: is pretty fucking rad." And it was a really fun match. I wasn't really expecting much from it, but I thought it definitely over-delivered from my admittedly low expectations. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um again, nothing
0: nothing where you're going to... I think everybody should watch these shows because they're they, they got to be super easy to watch. Live they were super easy to watch and digest. Um again, I, you're not watching these matches for uh, you know, <laughs> King of pro wrestling, main events, uh, Co- Tokyo dome, main events. These, this is, this is the, 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 epitome of a fun pro wrestling show. Um, all three of these. And, and this is one of those fun moments. Top of top of the top of the list. Fun moment.
1: And how about that tiger Hattori send off? Very emotional. Wasn't it a re- really touching moment?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He lives in the city. Um, and, you know, he had a lot of his family members that were there. Um, yeah. Tanahashi and even the Rock and Roll Express being in there. So if you know, you go back and watch some of that shit in the archives uh, on new Japan world, I mean, he's in every major main event. Um, and again, he was a, a, a great talent liaison um, and made sure that um, he, he was, he was key and responsible for a lot of guys getting work over there. Um, and then kind of making sure that the transition was smooth of getting them over there and getting them what they need and all that shit. so yeah he was he's he's more than just a guy doing a count a three count um in the ring he was a very important cog and I'm sure he'll have some uh connection as well I mean I don't think that ends but yeah in ring you know it, it, you, you could tell it meant a lot to him and and sure it should I mean why wouldn't it the guy's been doing this for a trillion years and a lot of matches and a lot of big time matches and a lot of big time spotlight matches. That's good. It was good. I definitely enjoyed it.
1: There was a six man tag with amazing red, Ishii and Goto, different ghetto chase Owens Jay White, which was notable for me for Ishii, just no selling the curtain <laughs> <Just> walking out <laughs> next to it. I don't know if you guys noticed that as well, but I thought that was a very funny moment. Um <clears throat> I don't have anything else to say about that match. You got any hot takes on that? To me, I'm going
0: to be truthful. Like those, Bullet Club, Six Mans, Jay White, Ghetto. They did not do a lot for me. (laughs) You know, they were, I mean, they were fine. Um, And I will say this there were, this was some, for a lot of people, myself included, there was a time where it was like, oh, time for a potty break, time for a beer break. The lines were a little long. The lines were a little long during these times uh so just fyi i I think when you're looking at long lines and and i judge you know fan interests in matches it was that and there were a couple um times where it was juice and uh mikey nichols tag team where you saw people kind of getting up and stretching their legs and getting something another round of beers for the for the row um that was that those were the bathroom breaks times and and jay was part of that which kind of had me a little bit not concerned, but just like,
1: wow, okay. I well,
0: guess everybody's picking their spots.
1: Let's talk about the seventh match on the card, which was the Never Openweight Championship match with Kenta defeating Yoshihashi in right. 25 minutes and four seconds. Woo! First of all, Damon...
0: 25 minutes!
1: Can you... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before we get there, talk to me about the guy who brought the Yoshihashi bag of socks.
0: Ah, yes! ah uh, and i forget the fucking guy's name i stink i'm terrible with names i should because again kim in mind, three jack and cokes in and plenty of beers later um but yeah he comes up and he and he had a it was a clear bag and he had a Yoshi's hashi's face in it and it was a bag of fucking socks and i was like this is the greatest moment in my life ever you did you did awesome so uh please uh, if you're listening, hit us up. We'll give you full credit. We'll retweet. We'll give you full props. But it was great. It was. Re- I, it actually made me laugh because it wasn't mean-spirited. It was just so goofy hilarious that somebody took the time to make the Yoshi Hashi bag of socks. It was great. Um, unlike great, oh, I mean, this was okay, but seriously, did, was did we get anybody? Mentioning this match as being great, Joel, in in our... Okay, our I, I'm
1: glad you said that because just before we started recording... I saw a tweet, I think it was from Joe, the voices of wrestling. Kenta's performance versus Yoshihashi was masterclass pro wrestling, manipulating a crowd that initially wanted to cheer him with his pacing, facials, mannerisms, and executions. It was his best bell-to-bell New Japan work, and it's odd that some said the crowd wasn't engaged. All the more impressive that he did this against bag-of-socks Yoshihashi, who nobody on earth, but for sure NYC, gives a single flying fuck about, that the match rocked. Hmm. Wow.
0: Rocked huh, I was drunk and didn't think it was right.
1: <laughs> you know, what I was, was it, to have the, a good What was the time. live reaction to it? The people sitting around you, did, I mean, were people excited for it? Was it noisy? Saw, what, what did no, you
0: think? No, I gotta be honest with you. I saw people on their phones. Around me. I saw more phones during this match than I saw during any other time in, inside Hammerstein. Like, not, oh, I gotta get up and, and get some pictures, phone. I'm like, uh, let me check my Twitter fucking feed. Oh, uh, let me, uh, Check out Tinder. See if I got any fucking matches. I saw more of that. Um, wow, rocks. Look, I will say this. I think Kenta has done the most out of a situation that could very possibly and easily have been, oh, this isn't working out, right? This could very easily do that. He's made the most of it. And, yeah, I think that was an absolutely great job by him in getting the crowd to
1: not like him.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah, so
1: I I mean, I I see what the point was here. That let's say, for example, Kenta had gone out and had just like beaten the shit out of Yoshihashi. You know, kicked the hell out of him, pinned him in five minutes. Then people are going to end up cheering for Kenta, right? So I understand it from that point of view. Yeah, but was was the match interesting, exciting, compelling, dramatic? No, it was boring. Yes,
0: it was. It was not. Yeah, I mean, again, and some of that might have to do with. People not buying Yoshihashi winning a fucking title here. I mean, no one in the building. Even people that support Yoshihashi, I mean, they knew in their heart of hearts. And and look, I don't want to. I don't even want to kid kid anyone here. There were people rooting for Yoshihashi, like actively and proactively rooting for Yoshihashi. Um, they he had fans in the building. I'm not gonna lie, and they weren't a million. You know, it wasn't like half the building. I mean, there were pockets. Um, but yeah, that that I mean, again. I mean, is is getting a crowd to turn on you? Is, I mean, that's an element of pro wrestling. I get it. I, don't get me wrong. I, and and people who do that and do that well, that's a good thing. But I mean,
1: <laughs> surely you're supposed to entertain the crowd. That's got to be the primary <laughs> right. objective there,
0: right? I mean, that's first and foremost.
1: Um, and getting them to boo.
0: And here's the thing, too. I really feel like people weren't there like to just like the. There's nobody that, that walked through that curtain that initially they didn't get cheered, right? Um, even Jay White, to a large degree, got cheers, right? People booed him because they're supposed to boo him, but he got cheered. And then eventually he did his heel shit and people, you know, knew the deal and booed. And I think people would have done the same with Kenta. Um, first pop, yay! But then, you know, oh, yeah, right. right we got we to boo in there and then we're going to follow along. Um, I mean,. Okay. I, I look, I'm just telling you what I saw live. I saw more people on their phones ten minutes into this match than I did for any other match. So take it for what it's worth.
1: John asks, what is the shelf life from people taking Kenta seriously since coming to New Japan? I feel he's been boring and a big disappointment. This is something we've been sitting on for a while, Damon, is this kenta hate uh particularly in japan as well because yeah. you, you might remember a couple of months ago there were some angry tweets from the japanese fans really burying kenta they were not happy about him at all and we talked to people in japan and and japanese fans and their thoughts on how kenta's gone down with the japanese crowd And the few points that came out of that was, first of all, when Kenta came in, he said, and I quote, I'm going to show you Kenta's pro wrestling, with the implication being, let me show you how a real man wrestles, unlike you New Japan jobbers. And the comparison to Shingo, who's a guy who's coming in from another company to New Japan, he came in and joined LIJ, and his debut showed him off to be an absolute unit. And... Again, going back to Kenta, he's a guy who is very supercilious when he speaks. Like, he's he's arrogant. He's looking down his nose at people. Also, the legacy of Enochism and that style compared to modern-day New Japan and the likes of Osprey, you know, in his high-flying style. And there is an opinion gap there. And from people that we've spoken to, it's hard to grasp why from reading subtitles. But for native speakers, it's the tone of his voice Kenta's quite cold, he's quite aloof, he's arrogant compared to someone like Tanahashi who's very warm and speaks in a humble way, he's kind just the way that Kenta speaks is turning a lot of people off and we're getting Western fans who are not enamored by his wrestling style either so what are your thoughts on Kenta?
0: Well, I think there's there's more from a Western eyes perspective, again that's, that would be me you know i think a lot of people unfortunately as much as they claim that they didn't they 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 miss 2010 2009 kenta right they they miss that and and that's there you see the face and you 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 might not get that from from a Jap- Japanese perspective, and again, it's hard for me to say. But from the feedback that we're talking about here, it makes perfect sense for him to be in Bull Club. That's for sure. Like I said, I don't think that was the original plan. I really don't. Um, I think they were able to kind of navigate those waters and see the feedback. And oh, okay, because you know the messages that we would get would be, "Man, look at look at the look at the hate," you know, out of the gate. Right, right. Out of out of you know, this is not this is pre Bullet Club. I really think that they they saw the reaction and heard the reaction and, and felt the reaction. And man, it just makes if you're going to put them in a, in a group where again aloof, uh, you know, speaking style. That's not Tanahashi, of course. Well, what's the opposite of that? That's Bullet Club. So that move was a you know a smart decision. I feel maybe made a little bit on the fly. Now, with that being said. Do I think Kent has hit a home run right now? No, I don't. Um, I think by and large, his his matches have been okay, good. I, I don't know if we've had that blowaway match that everyone's kind of waiting for and expecting. And I think this is kind of where he's going to sit when it comes to in-ring. Um, I think he's a great heel. I really do. I think he's a great heel. Uh, I think, again, I think they're making the most of a of a situation that could have turned horribly wrong. And I think he's making the most of it. And I think it fits him right now. I really do. So in that sense, I think that that's a, that's a win. But I don't think this is, was the original idea of where they were going with Kenta being in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But I think they were able to be fluid and
1: move with it uh, and make the most of it. I wonder if he's still at his... Peak in terms of when we saw him get dropped on his head in that Ishii match and he got knocked silly. And it's the matches from that point onwards, like the Ibushi match and the Yoshihashi match, seem significantly slower than mm-hmm. the G1 matches. Do you think I thought the G1 with- matches, no,
0: it's good, it's good,
1: it's good. yeah, I just think maybe he's not 100%. Yeah, I, I don't and think the, so, the matches, the, these slow paced matches, are him. Not stalling, but just sort of taking it easy so that he can recover. And, you know, maybe we're going to see him, quote-unquote, at his best. Possibly more, you know, dome time. Okay. He's... And and when I say best, I I don't mean, sorry, I don't mean 2009 best. I mean, the you know, the sort of kenta that we got in the peak of the G1, where he was having really good matches. I I thought, you know, with guys like Okada, with Ospreay, etc. So...
0: I would say physically he's probably hurting, right? This that's that is a that is a body that has seen a ton of miles. And my biggest fear with Kenta is this. Is he so broken down that physically he's a little bit more prone to injury? Right? This has been a this has been a real rough 5 6 years for him, right? Shoulders, we all know the the struggles and I don't I still don't think that shoulder is 100%. I really don't um, I think he's trying to he's making do, and you know you talk about kenta matches, and you know every match people kind of point out like oh that, that looked sloppy or that didn't look good or that didn't feel right or oh he landed wrong you know just all these little things where I just think that physically he just he's, he's having a hard time keeping up, so that working this style might be something that puts a little bit you know a couple more days on his calendar, um. Is he injury prone now? Like, is he, is, is he at the point physically, Joel, where, you know, just a, like, I don't want to say simple things because nothing is simple, right? But there comes a certain point in every athlete's life where doing those normal everyday things, performing your craft, whatever, whatever sport that is, becomes a little bit more difficult. So now you're overcompensating and now you're a little bit more suspect to injury. And that's kind of where I feel we are with Kenta. Like, the body is just at a point where it can't do the things that it once could, and we're trying to overcompensate, and we're winding up hurting ourselves even more in weirder scenarios that wouldn't have happened in the past. So that's my only complaint. with Not even complaint. My only concern with Kenta right now is, 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 is pro wrestling, the physicality of pro wrestling, and especially... Again, New Japan, where it can tend to be a physical style, is is his body able to maintain that? And if it's not, this is the style that we're going to get.
1: Let's move on to the main event then, which was a special tag match with Evil and Sonata defeating Ibushi and Okada, which was notable for Ibushi bumping for the STF, the Evil finishing move, Somehow managing to land on his head for that, which I think only Kota Ibushi could do. Um, But 18 minutes, it's quite short. I mean, considering we just sat through 25 minutes of uh, nothingness with Kenta against Yoshihashi, for this to only go 18, did you feel that was too short?
0: Yeah, I think they were pressed for time. I mean, you got to figure, it's close to 11 at this point. Um, That building, you know, that again, that hour delay, you're this, this everybody who works for that Hammerstein is in a union, right? Overtime rates for union in New York City is astronomical, the money, right? They had to get out of that building. So, yeah, I'm sure they shaved off some time. It did seem like it went – they could have gone longer. But then again, why would you give 25 minutes to, to, <laughs> to, 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 to the match previous? So, yeah, I don't know. But it, it, it felt like things were kind of moving along at a brisker pace at that point um again that hour and a half i don't it didn't really kill the crowd because the crowd was ready to rock and roll for everything but i you could see the panic i tweeted out something where you know even in, even during the delay you saw people with ha- their their hands you know going through their hair like oh fuck you know because that ambulance was more than just a delay in the start time you know that, a lot of concerns going on um i'm sure so yeah I would have liked that to go of long, going longer. I don't know why the other one went 25. You would think it would be flipped, but yeah, I'm sure that played a factor in it.
1: Any other thoughts on the match itself? I think
0: mean, it was good. It was fine. Um, of the three shows, to me, I from a pure pro wrestling perspective, I thought this was, of the three, the last of the, thir- the three, the bottom of the three. Um, that's not to say anything was horrible. I thought everything was good, um, nothing particularly great. And this match kind of fell in line with that.
1: And the other show was Sunday, September 29th, Pennsylvania, the 2300 arena. So I'm going to do my best Brian Alvarez impression here. Talk us through the show, Damon.
0: <laughs> well, all right, let me get my paper. Wait, I got I to rattle something. All right. All
1: right, I'll just go make a sandwich. Yeah,
0: please enjoy. Well, you just had a delicious meal, uh, by the way. So, um, Wait, who just had a delicious meal? You did, didn't you? Didn't you just you had dinner? No, I haven't eaten. To- I haven't eaten. <laughs> I haven't hey. eaten this for about you five hours. You went to the show on an empty stomach? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Oh fuck. You're a trooper. You know that. Um, show was quick, but fun. Look, it felt like they were looking to get out the door. Right? They 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 they, they had a plane to catch. It felt like they were double parked outside um it went fast man like like it it felt like it started and it ended and you know i would love to see a true time stamp i, like I was home by nine thirty. 30 show started at five in the afternoon maybe that um was it there i, I was i was home by nine thirty. um which again i'm just looking at the
1: match times here so we got uh Rocky against Clark Connors, nine minutes. Right. Mikey Nichols, Carl Fredericks, 10 minutes. Right. Alex Coglin, Lance Archer, eight minutes. Right. Ren Amazing Red, eight minutes, well, nine minutes. Uh, Yo Juice against Shingo Sanada, Naito, 11 minutes. TJP Ibushi versus Bushi Evil, 11 minutes. And then the main event, the 12-man elimination tag match, 22 minutes.
0: Okay. So, okay, you have 12 men, right? 22 minutes. So it felt like, a ba- at one what, point, What was like- that match like? I'm really it interested was fun, to see. It, was, it yeah. was fun, but it felt like at certain points it felt like a battle royal. It just felt like people were just getting eliminated left and right. You know what I mean? Like it was time to go home and people just flying out of the ring.
1: Um, I see, I'm just looking here. So Chase Owens was the last guy yep. left on the Bullet Club team. Yep. Yep. That's interesting.
0: So you, it is. and And it's cool because when else is Chase Owens? Think about this. When else is Chase Owens? going to have a singles match with Hiroshi
1: Tanahashi, right? How long did that last with the two of them left together? I would say at least four minutes, right? Wow, so were there some real teases that Chase yeah. Owens might pull out the victory? I'm Packet's really interested driver. to see this one, Damon.
0: Package pile driver. Uh, he lost with a high fly flow. So Tanahashi hits the high fly flow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I would say maybe maybe not. three, four minutes. They were in there for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like It wasn't just like in and be done and, you know, high fly flow. That's it. No, he, he, and I even said, I was sitting next to Eric and I was like, when is Chase Owens ever going to get this opportunity? You know, he was like, just make me the last fucking guy out. Of course I'm doing the job. Just give me a couple of minutes. Cause when else is he ever going to do that? Um, so that was Chase Owens had a pretty great weekend. Uh, he should be pointed out. He should be singled out. One, I mean, he gets to work with the, the guys who trained him in a big spot again you know, against first night um it gets to be in that multi-man. He had he had a fun weekend. He probably had one of his best pro wrestling weekends. Um hope he look look back on that. But yeah, he he was the him and Tanahashi were the last people in the ring. Um it went quick. Again, 12 people in the ring. So again, we got to get it down 10 people out in 22 minutes. So do the math. You know what I mean? It's like every 2 minutes there's somebody that's getting tossed for just nonsense reasons. A uh, very very few pinfalls by the way. Uh, lots of uh, people getting eliminated via the apron, being falling out of the, the apron. Um, you know, you hit the floor, you're eliminated. So there's a lot of that, a lot of that. So it was fun. It was it was a it was a schmaz, It was a clusterfuck. I felt like the the entrances took longer than the actual match, <laughs> but but um, it was fun. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, it it was fun. But yeah, it, it felt like it felt like a battle royal at, at the fucking Spectrum. Where people were just flying outside the, the ring at, at a certain time just to get out the door.
1: Any other comments on any of the matches or the show in general?
0: Uh again, the meetup was great, the whole day was great, everybody was fun. Packed, packed house, uh, merch lines from here to Jabip. Um, they had to do they I, I I gotta hear feedback on what was sold. Um, will tell you what, that that Philly shirt that they had themed shirts each night. That Philly shirt was fire, Joe. <laughs> It was fire. I don't know. Somebody might have had something to do with that fucking shirt. Just fucking saying. Um, So I had to get one. So I had to fucking get one. Um, But, yeah, it's very good stuff. Um, Again, they had to make a ton on on merch because it felt like everybody was buying shit. Everybody was there to have a good time. Great time the entire weekend. So, again, from the bottom of my heart, great job by everyone. And um, let's do it again sometime soon
1: uh swordfish00830 says did the philly show get screwed out of a possible great match with okada so okada wasn't there i mean we're assuming he had some sort of sponsorship commitments in japan and had to go back early uh we haven't heard anything official but that would just be my guess
0: yeah i mean i i would assume and i don't know for sure i would assume a lot of those people who worked the philly show were probably then having to drive back up to newark to then fly back home, right? So I, I doubt they did Philly international connecting flight out of Detroit, Houston, whatever. And then home, I would almost tend to believe that a lot of the people flew in to Newark originally, and then they're flying out of Newark home. So they, that's a, you know, that's about an hour and a half drive from Philly. So, um, you know, Okada probably flew right out of New York and, and was home by the time that show went on. So, uh, yeah, it's disappointing, but and a lot of people were disappointed with with that, but yeah, it is what it is. He's been there a million times though. I mean, I know the new Japan's got a, a ton of fans, New. But it's not like he hasn't been there like at least 5 times in the past 3 or 4 years. Um so, he'll be back there, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: uh what else we got here uh i was just gonna ask you and give you a grade for these shows overall I mean, has it changed your thoughts on the western expansion or is it solidified what you said last week
0: yeah i mean look these were road two shows right um i my biggest fear is that you got to give people a reason to buy a ticket Right now, if, if sorry, sorry heat, to
1: interrupt. I, I look, yeah. let me put, frame this through a question from Mark. He says, "Would you rather New Japan continue these weekend glorified house show tours in the US, along with a show like MSG, or go back to 2017 and 2018 where they had one to three shows, but they all meant something?" I mean, personally, I...
0: here's here's wh- what it's been. So you had New Japan coming over. And again, they did the show with Jersey All-Pro, and nobody was there, so I can't count that. I'm not counting those shows. So I'm counting like the the Ring of Honor shows, the joint shows. So you had New Japan guys coming over, and it was like, okay, there's a lot of them, and this is the closest thing I'm going to get to, to a New Japan show for a lot of people. And then, you know, you had the Long Beach shows and the Dallas shows, and you started to slowly start to make it feel like a real New Japan show. This was the first time... That everything felt like a true to life New Japan show, top to bottom, right. So, again, it's been a very slow progression in that. You got to give people a reason to buy a ticket, and you can't just rest on oh, New Japan's in town. Oh, I got to see these guys, right? You can't. It, it, you need to give them a reason eventually, because you're gonna bur- you're gonna wind up in a situation like you have in California, where again, maybe the cost is cheaper to. Rent the building, and again, you have the dojo and all that stuff, and you could still turn a profit in a very small building. But you're not growing at all. You're really not. You're not growing. I'd rather it be two, three bigger shows in the U.S. as opposed to all these little pocket shows, because eventually those little pocket shows that, again, fun. You know, don't get me wrong. Good pro wrestling, fine. But you got to give people to 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 invest and buy a ticket. And that requires sexy main events. Eventually it just, it just does because, because you're not going to grow if you don't. Um, so yeah, I I'm, I'm in the boat of make, let's make these shows special, keep them to that range and give them a reason to buy a ticket as opposed to, Oh, Hiroshi Tanahashi's back in town. Okay, great what's the show look like? And that's hard to do from a Japanese perspective when you book seven, eight, nine shows to be able to, and, and again, they don't book like that. And they're not going to, we didn't know these shows until like, you know, five days before the actual show. That's going to be tough, right? I'd rather it be thought out it, well in advance and we get a show special um, as opposed to just, uh, we're showing up in this town, Come, come see us.
1: And one last question on these shows from Eric who says, apropos of Damon's three-night stand but still open-ended regardless of context, what wrestler were you lukewarm on until you saw them live and were like, oh, now I get it. So it could be about these three shows or just any show that you've been to live. Lance. Lance.
0: I mean, when we talk about these shows, this is the first time I saw Lance in, in quite a while. I mean, since G1, right? Um, he just had this presence. I, I don't know what it is. He's found. He's found that. Um, Naito being over. I mean, that's not a surprise, but it's always pretty awesome to see how people just go fucking bat shit over him. Shingo. Shingo got a huge reaction too. Uh, there wasn't anybody where I was like, Oh, now I get it. Um, I mean, I get why people like guys that maybe I'm just a little lukewarm on, but, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, uh, Shingo is, uh, well, you know, I'll save it. I did a little bit on musical, uh, with Matt, with Andrew Rich the other night. And we were talking about Shingo's theme. And, you know, Shingo's theme really wasn't one of those things that really I noticed. And even listening to it raw, just, you know, on your computer, you're just like, okay, this is pretty dull. But then hearing it live, I was like, shit. So that might be the one thing. Hearing Shingo's theme live was like, ooh, okay, this is fucking, I'm I'm down, here we go. Uh, But everybody else, it, it was, you know everybody was excited to see everybody. So I I can't really say Lance Archer. I'll go with answer the question.
1: Yeah. I think this is something that I mentioned when we came back from new year dash that Lance Archer is a guy that when you're in there, he just, he really fills out the room, doesn't he? When he comes out, he's a larger than life guy. And it was just a real experience seeing him up close in the flesh so I, I was wondering, was that just a Kraken thing or a Lance Archer thing or a bit of both? And I, I see it sounds like it's a Lance thing. It is.
0: It is. Carl Fredericks looks good, too. Live. That's a, again, what a fucking good-looking dude that guy is. Uh, and, and a good wrestler, too. Uh, but Lance might be the guy that, that, yeah, he's got a presence, man. He really does. Right, And right now, he's he feels like he, he could take off at any moment.
1: So coming up this week we have uh, a few New Japan Road shows. I believe only one of them is going to be on New Japan World Live. That's the October 7th one at Karakuen Hall, which we did touch on last week. So we're getting opening match Uemura Kojima Tenzan versus Suji Nakanishi Nagata and then that singles match that we talked about before we're getting Hanari versus Shingo which I'm looking forward to. Big chance for Hanari there to, you know, show us what he's made of. We've got Tiger, Ma- uh, Tiger Mask and Liger against Kanemaru and Suzuki. Shogo Ishii, Goto versus Jado, Gedo, Ishimori and Yujiro. Bushi and Naito versus Doki and Taichi. We have Hiroshi Tanahashi 20th Anniversary Match 3 with Yoshihashi, Honma and Tanahashi versus Taguchi, Yano and Makabe. And then main event, Ibushi and Okada versus Evil and Sanada. So are you going to be tuning in to that, Damon? Any matches that you think, hmm, I'm going to sign into New Japan World and watch this Caracol and Hall show.
0: Well, again, Shingo Hanare, right? That, that's the one everybody has circled and penciled in. We're hoping that, again, we don't want people to get lapped, but this is a career-defining match. I said it last week. So I think everybody's super pumped up for that and hopefully he will deliver. Uh, again, you have a great opportunity with Shingo. So hopefully he takes the most of it. Um, the tag matches, truth be told, I can't I can't say that we're Overly excited, right? That's a hell of a way to celebrate a 20th anniversary, right? Right, <laughs> oh, uh, but I mean, we'll watch. I don't. I don't know if we're going to get any any earth shattering movements here. Um, I think everybody's kind of ready to go and tuned in for King of Pro Wrestling coming up.
1: All right, so let's just dip into a few questions until. Uh, I mean, full disclosure: I am on holiday. I'm yeah. in. A, a hotel, well a hostel in Chengdu and Mali is out eating slash shopping so as soon as she comes back to the hotel room then we need to pull the plug on this so let's just do some questions yep. before we reach that eventuality um, Discord Nicole says doesn't a ZSJ Naito miniboss match for this mythical tournament hurt ZSJ considering the relative position on the card of the other three mini bosses, wouldn't Taichi be a better fit I couldn't see it being either of those guys because Naito's got history with them i I guess in he's got more recent history with taichi so maybe taichi would be a better fit for that uh pseudo qualifying match
0: yeah i mean and and then you got the the whole british title quandary um yeah maybe, maybe taichi might be that that uh mini boss i mean you could go either way
1: Liam says you're all aware of the cool uncle aunt archetype who in new japan would be the best cool uncle i would see uh kojima being a cool uncle who comes and and gives you delicious bread treats from the bakery
0: i don't understand that what, what what's a i mean just an aunt that's cool is what we're looking at or i don't help yeah me. okay I, yeah. Mean, I don't really Like why is that? Why is that a thing now? Why are cool ants?
1: I've never heard that before. Neither have I. You're all aware of it. (laughs) This is the first time I've. That's what I'm saying. Like, what is is
0: this? Is this a thing now? We're celebrating the the ants in our life. Um, uh, I'm I'm assuming it's like the person, like me, like when I go to kids' parties, which is fucking rare uh, because I don't care. Uh, But when I got to do that thing, uh, I always get. I try to get a cool gift. Is that what that is? Because I don't have kids. Um, all right, so I'm, I'm, that's what I'm going with. Um, who would be the cool one? I mean, imagine fucking. Hmm, who would be the cool uncle? Um, probably Shay White, <laughs> right? Would Jay White be the cool? You know, the brother of uh, all right, the cool. Uh, I don't know. I guess
1: he I wouldn't be Jay a very White? nice uncle. I couldn't see Jay White be giving you nice presents.
0: Ah, no, but he'd be fun. I think. I think he'd be the kind of guy that would like tease and shit. And I don't know. Maybe I'm missing the whole fucking concept. Uh, you kids gotta understand. I'm old, and I don't understand all this fucking hip stuff. Um, all right, can I can. Can I get another guess? Uh, I'll say. Ah,
1: uh, fucking i don't know um rocky rocky romero rocky romero oh yeah 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 that's a good one he can come and give you t-shirts <laughs> right
0: t-shirts it um, looks like he's there to have fun you know good music he would probably you know probably get you all right yeah i'll go Rocky.
1: right uh please can you open the mr lariato tweet that i have just whatsapped to you and the accompanying question is from Xavier. He says, "Question for Damon: What would Damon have done if his friend was Ishii in this situation?" He says, "Please watch both gifts."
0: Oh, I'm watching one gift.
1: They're at a table,
0: right? And my friends chased him with his underpants in her, her hands, like she was doing a baby. Okay, right. Uh, then before I noticed, Ishii was all naked. For some reason, he's laughing. All right, so uh, they're like uh, exposing this guy. Um, I'm trying to read this one. Sorry. Uh, other customer seats hosted. So he's naked in the restaurant with a bath tower and chase them after. Oh, so oh, wow. Now, nah, see, here's the thing. I'm not the guy that's like, um, I'm not going to make a scene. Like I'm not a big scene guy. Like I'm not the guy that's going to be like, oh, I'm going to go run around my pants down and in a restaurant. No, I'm-, I'm really the opposite of that. I'm more like, let's just go in a fucking corner. Have some laughs, but not let's, I don't want to disturb other people. That's my big thing. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of disturbing other people that aren't in my group with, with my nonsense. Keep our nonsense here. I'm not going to go fucking disturb other people just to get a laugh. In fact, that's one of the things that I really don't like when people do. I, I'm not a big fan of that. So uh, I'm going to give a thumbs down to that social behavior um, and be respectful of other people. Uh, that is the best policy.
1: Okay. I've got a, a disgruntled wife who's just entered the room. saying oh we better pull the plug here before she says something that I'm going to regret so alright in closing please visit our red circle page redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast if you want to throw a few bucks our way, it's very much appreciated. It helps fund these extravagant holidays that I go on. <laughs> uh, you can visit our discords, which is great. You know, you get to meet lots of cool people there. We've got uh, celebrities from the wrestling Twitter world uh, joining our Discord. And you can meet lots of friends and talk about lots of things, video games, food, sports, fancy sports, anime, whatever you like. We've got channels for everything there. Uh, you can buy one of our t-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast. fuck super is she doing J. in there? <laughs> <laughs> She's making She's as much noise as possible. Uh, yeah, buy one of our t-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast. Massive thanks to editor Dan. Uh, you can see his Twitter. Lots of exciting things happening at Escape the Box UK. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network and check out Damon's latest episode of Music Off the Mat with wonderful Andrew T. Rich. I'm really excited about that one. Uh, give us a five snake review on iTunes and some kind words. Please follow us on Twitter at SuperJcast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye.